Well, welcome everybody. <laughs> welcome. Good evening. Here we are again. Yes. I don't know if you noticed, but for about a a, a, a second or two, felt like a minute. Uh, we had, Mark and I had this big smile, and it's just to, so we can grab the the thumbnail afterwards. So that, because oftentimes it's like, you know, trying to get when one of us is talking, you know, and the other one's smiling and the other one's smiling and, you know, anyway, it's back and forth. And, you know, it's sometimes it's not the most uh, glamorous <laughs> screenshots that, that we can get for the thumbnail. Hope everybody's doing well. How are you doing, Mitty? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you. Having a good week. Thanks. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Doing is, okay. Is, the, is winter hit yet over in the UK? They say it's going to be the coldest night tonight. It could be minus, I mean, it was minus eight in Scotland last night. It could be minus two or three down here tonight. Wow. And yeah. all, I took the dog out for a walk before I came online and it was already frosty. The cars were a touch of ice, but I, I expect Northern England and Scotland, it's a, it's a tad colder, shall we say. A tad colder, yes. Here, I mean, yeah. this morning when I went for my walk, uh, I usually start around uh, 5:36, and so it's pitch black, and it was, and of course we factor in wind chill, so yes. I, I guess I don't think you guys do that, but the wind chill was minus 11, so, so it was okay. quite windy, so. So but other you, than you that, were wrapped up warm. <laughs> yes, and this is of course the you know five more months of this, so you know hang on to yeah. your hat. Any snow yet? Yes. Yep. It snowed today. And not okay. not a lot, just like we what we'd call a dusting, but uh, yeah, yeah. So, but it's all it's all good, and uh, good. you know, spring's coming. I, I've got the countdown to it spring is. already. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't we haven't even got officially to winter yet, and I'm I'm looking for spring. So, uh, I know, I know. <laughs> so you have you've been uh, working on a project, a pretty I cool have, project. Yes. Would you uh, would you mind just sharing with the 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 gang what this yeah. project is? Okay, I'm going to put sure. you on full screen. Okay. So um, I've been working on a project, a couple of projects over the the last while, um, building some new pages on my website. The first one I want to mention is I've put together the series I've done on the father's comfort. And so if you go to my website, afathertoyou.com, there's now a heading on the top toolbar comfort, and there's a page dedicated to the father's comfort. So there's this, the three sessions we did uh, last year on, on comfort. Uh, there's a session on hindrances to comfort, hindrances to receiving comfort. And for each session, there's the audio recording as well as the video. And there's also a link at the top to download the the notes but the thing that i've been working on recently is to do a series called knowing the father and this has been quite a challenge because i wanted each session to be less than 20 minutes long and you you know you know me i can talk and to try and compress some of these topics into less than 20 minutes has been quite a challenge um but i've done it and i've got seven sessions on this series knowing the father um the first one is a desire and a promise you know god's god's father heart for us second one is opening our heart to love then dealing with the issue of forgiveness then what sonship is all about 
um, a, a short 20 minute session on the father's comfort carried by our father, which is um, about weakness, the power of weakness. And finally, you know, walking as Jesus walked. And again, there's the seven videos um, and um, you can watch the videos online. You can download them. Um, there's a link there for the audio recording. And um, at the bottom, underneath all of the videos, there's just a little instruction on how you can download the videos and how you can download the audios. So just kind of there, download instructions um, for you to, to see um, you know, how you can get those. Um, at the top, um, I, I, I really, I kind of see this as being something that small groups can use, you know, um, where people want to do a taster, an introduction, and maybe a house group, a home group, um, have a 20 minute video, uh, less than 20 minute video, and then have time to, you know, discuss or actually to receive. So I've, I'm encouraging people not to take notes um, because it's, this is a, you know, as we know, this is a heart encounter. This is something that touches our heart. And so I, I, I've kind of said, don't take notes, um, but just receive. Let your heart be touched. Um, but I have done a booklet of notes because um, I realize if people are, are leading a small group, um, they might need to do a bit of preparation. If people are doing this for their own benefit, they might want the references later. So the notes are there in a PDF document available to um, download. So I'm I kind of excited about this because um, it, to me, I think small groups, it's not easy to watch an hour long video, but it's much easier to take a 20 minute video and then have a little bit of discussion and potentially a time of ministry and people receiving. So I really kind of see this is what this is for. Um, maybe also youth groups, um, you know, younger people's attention span is not so great. Um, maybe for people who, where English is a second language, um, this is, you know, a resource for them to use. So it's on the website. There's a heading on the, the, the menu bar, Knowing Father. If you click on that, you go straight through to this page and um, takes you through to all of those resources. And, you know, this may be something you guys want to use, but it may be something you, you know people would want to use and you can recommend it to them. So um, basically it's there. Feel free is what I'm saying. Um, make make use of it. I've, I, I've set all of the videos to download so that if streaming is a problem, you know, poor, poor internet connection, you can download the videos in advance. Um, I've also put the videos on YouTube. Um, funny thing is, you know, even before I've launched it, I was getting 30, watch, 30 different views on YouTube. So YouTube's it's a bit more random, but it's there as well. Um, so that's really kind of something that's just available. Um, but something really cool happened last night. It was at the end of a frustrating day because I created the web page over the last couple of weeks and I uploaded the final video um, Monday night and Tuesday morning I looked at it and it had all gone. It wasn't, <laughs> it was just a blank page on my website. And um, so I got onto the support people um, who deal with the website and last night it was one of those live chat things and 
she was very helpful. She basically said there was a bug and, you know, she told me how to get around it. So I got around it and here we are. Um, but then she said at the end, in typing in her text chat, she said, um, she said, just before I came, um, just before I came on, let me read it because it's really, it's lovely. Um, no, I, I'll, I'll, I'll remember it. She's, she said, just before I came on, I was talking to my mother about, um, you know, God's word and, and you know obviously she was a christian her mum was a christian and then when this particular problem got assigned to her um she saw the content on the website and she said that's pretty cool and i thought yes <laughs> so you know maybe just maybe um my problem with the website steered a few more people to the content as well as solving well helping to solve the problem so i was telling barry this last night we thought it was quite quite cool it's it's it's, it's another way of reaching people through the internet <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you know you really don't want to you know have um, technical so support issues <laughs> to get to that but i i was joking with mark in the sense and you know kind of not joking the, that maybe all the all the tech stuff was just to, to connect with this dear lady and, and her mom. And I, th I believe, it, if I'm not mistaken, Mark, you said that she said she may actually join a webcast uh, down the road. One so. day she said, I'd hope to get on a webcast. So, you know, that's great. Yeah. I was just like, ah, may, actually, when you get a technical problem with a website, you know, Barry understands this, you know, um, it's incredibly frustrating mm. and it takes a lot of time. But to get to the end of that, that time, I was so encouraged. It kind of, it did make it all worthwhile. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and it's, I lo love the story, right? Because, you know, Papa's just so wanting each and every one of us to know his love that, you know, he'll just say, oh, how can I, how can I work this, you know? And so, so it was, it was great. I was kind of expecting happen. this morning to go on the website and see, it was all working. But <laughs> Not so much. I, not it hadn't quite rolled through that far so I, I had to recreate the page today um and put the content back on in a different slightly different format which is obviously um now the, the one i've shown you so anyway that's just a new resource and i'm kind of quite quite pleased with it um yeah. and uh barry's been cheering me on and listening to some of them as we've been going along and uh I didn't think I could do it. You know, I've done the, the series of three talks on comfort, and that's kind of like three hours of teaching and, and ministry. And I've spent a whole day on talking about comfort before. And <laughs> I thought, can I do it in 20 minutes? And I did it, what was it, 19 minutes and 20 seconds or something. <laughs> yeah, it is challenging, right? And we all know for, you know, our friends who are on too, who are speakers, it's 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 harder to say things in less time than yes. you know if you've got more time, right? Because then you can kind of meander and go through your stories and everything else. But we, you know, twenty minutes is it's it's pretty pretty much a challenge. And I do want to encourage everybody. It is a I've watched these videos and they're of course they're they're just uh, Mark's heart is is amazing that in that twenty minute uh, time frame, like it, I didn't in any way feel that it was rushed in any way everything was there all the it was very succinct but it is a, it is a great resource to to be able to like bark said just for small groups or or sharing with friends who want to do it in you know just in their own personal devotion so it's just a real gift and 
of course, Mark is so generous that he's just gifting it to everyone who wants it, right? Free downloads and, and all those things. So yeah, just cheering you on, yeah. Mitty. It's great. Thank you. I, I Whenever I do a, one of these recording sessions, you know, I, I say to Fiona, I'm just going upstairs to talk to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Because that's what you do when you record a video. You sit in front of the computer, you've got the camera, and, and yeah. <laughs> you just talk to you. Yes. yes. I have an audience of one. <laughs> Me. <laughs> yes. And of course, there's the the whole angelic host, and the Trinity is, is right there, too. But, well, absolutely. Uh, but yeah. uh, it, with the natural eyes, you can only see you. So, <laughs> so what are we anyway, talking maybe, about today? Yeah, there well, we go. It sounds like. Looks like we're talking about embracing a childlike heart. <laughs> yes, I, I kind of think so. Let me let me set up just a bit of the uh, kind of the backstory for for the topic. Was Mark sends out a, his his weekly devotional, and uh, of course, you know, I get those every week, and so appreciate them. And this particular Monday, uh, I read it, and of course, it was on a childlike heart. And and a, for anybody who knows me, you know, that's kind of. That's my sweet spot, you know. That's the jam in my jelly roll, and uh, so it, it was just really. But you know, and of course, Mark and I have talked about this so many times, and and hopefully, you know, anybody who's listening, you go, oh, not again. But um, but I I just felt that what Mark said in the in his blog, very short, but it was very concise, and I thought, okay, well, that could be a launching point to to our discussion tonight. So. Uh, Mark, I'm going to put you on full screen again, and okay. would you mind just kind of just talking about the the blog and maybe sure. reading it or, or whatever? Sure. Yeah. So um, most of you will know that I do something called a weekly signpost. It comes out on Monday mornings. It's posted directly to Facebook. It's on the website under weekly signpost, um, but you can actually sign up to receive it by email every Monday every Monday morning. So if you want to receive it, this little plug, go to the website and just click on the sign up button and uh, it will drop in your inbox. So this this Monday I did one and I gave it the, the title, If You Want to Be Great. And uh, it's this passage in, in Matthew that Barry um, put on the, the header of the, the screen. And I'll just read the blog and then um, it's obviously a bit small on the screen, but I'll, I'll, I'm reading it off my phone because I <laughs> Even with glasses on, that's that that that's too small. And maybe if you've got a big TV, you can read it. But um, for me, it's it, I need I need a bit of help. So Matthew eighteen verses uh, one to five. At that time, Jesus, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, "Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven?" And calling a little child, he put him in the midst and said, "Truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven." Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And then my blog was this. This seems to be a recurring theme with the disciples. Somehow they spend a lot of time discussing who was the greatest. When Jesus gives this answer, I bet they wish they hadn't asked the question. But yet as Jesus answered them, there would have been no judgment or criticism. In fact, it would have been said with the gaze of love firmly upon them. There is only one way, Jesus said, and that's to come with a childlike heart, having a childlike simplicity and dependency on another, in this case, on the father. And this is where the problem arose. For the disciples, it wasn't easy. 
and neither is it for us. We're not used to letting go of our pride and independence. We're not used to letting go of our self-sufficiency. I'm pretty sure Jesus knows all that. And despite the difficulty, it's the only way. There are two keys, turning and humility. I guess this is what we're going to unpack in a few moments, turning and humility. We have to turn. We have to turn through 180 degrees so that we're facing completely the opposite direction. That's what Jesus wants us to do, to walk the other way. To have a childlike heart, we need to turn around and start a different journey. It takes humility, something we're not good at. Humility is taking yourself off the pedestal. It's not self-deprecating, but it's actually starting to see yourself for who you really are. True humility is described in Philippians 2. Jesus, being the son of God, did not consider equality with God something he could use to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing and humbled himself. What Jesus said to his disciples probably offended them. Don't let it offend you. So, Barry, here we are. Yes, I and of course, it, for everybody who's listening to this, it's just like, I don't know how it, it resonates with you, but for me, it's just like, oh man, just so succinct and right to the point. And, you know, I think that's that's just the, the launching point of of our, our discussion. And I think maybe, if you don't mind, I, I want to read the the Matthew 18 version with in the message paraphrase. Mm -hmm. Now, it's a paraphrase, but I, I, I just love how Eugene Peterson actually words that. So I'm just going to get over to the... Uh, um, where is it? Oh, it's not moving. <laughs> I just, my, my, my keys are fit. Uh, okay. Hang on a second. All right. Just go like this. We'll find it. <laughs> there we go. All right. Um, yep. Yeah. So, okay. This is it. Matthew 18 verse one to five. This is the message, uh, paraphrase at about the same time. The disciples came to Jesus asking who gets the highest rank in God's kingdom for an answer. Jesus called over a child whom he stood in the middle of the room and said, I'm telling you once and for all that unless you return to square one and start over like children, you're not even going to get a look at the kingdom let alone get in. Whoever becomes simple and elemental again, like this child, will rank high in God's kingdom. What mo What's more, when you receive the child like on my account, it's the same as receiving me. And, you know, for me, I, I kind of, I just like this idea of, of when he says, unless you return to square one, right? It's like, <laughs> Uh, just the idea, because the word turn, maybe we can talk about the word turn for a second. Like I know you talked about 180 degrees, right? It's going, but the word that is there, change, uh, repent, uh, it, it, it means turn. It, it literally means going in the opposite direction. So it's an essence if, if, you know, and again, in the context of kingdom greatness, if we think, okay, who's, who, who did the disciples think were great? Maybe they do what they think was the Pharisees, who were the Sadducees. Was it the political government of King Herod? Was it the Romans? Like, what were they thinking? So, like, to me, this absolute shocking um, response from Jesus. And basically, you know, he didn't have this long theological discourse. He just said, bring a little, little child to me. Mm -hmm. And from what I understand, anytime Jesus said little children, 
he was referring to either a baby or a toddler. So it wasn't like mm -hmm. a bringing a 12-year-old to me. He was just saying, bring a little child. And I love how he just said, take a look. Just look mm -hmm. at this child. Observe this little one. This is true king, kingdom greatness. So, you know, I just think it's this idea of turning is, it's an imperative, right? <laughs> it's it's it not optional. That's right. And it's, it's um, I mean, one of the other um, meanings of this word turn is actually convert. Yeah. You know, and, and we think of our, we think of our own conversion. You know, we were walking one direction and you know we're caught hold of by jesus and what and we turn we're converted yeah. and we, we actually use that word we we are converted you know something in our heart is completely changed and it, yeah. it's that same sense that um jesus says you know you cannot become childlike unless you go through this radical turning around you know mm. you can't just sort of bend a little bit it's not like a fork in the road it's it's completely 180 degrees you know yeah. some people say sometimes you got to you got to do a, th a 360 yeah well if you turn around 360 you're going to be walking in the same direction <laughs> <laughs> you, you're just going to be a little bit dizzy <laughs> so, so it's it's 180 degrees it's yeah. completely the opposite and you know, I was, Fiona and I were talking about this earlier on, and it's, it's like, you know, it, it's, it, what's our view of maturity? Yeah. Um, you know, because the world says to be mature, you have to have it all together, you have to be qualified, you have to be sensible, you have to be focused, you have to be determined, you know, you, we've got this sense of what it means to be mature in the world's eyes. And, you know, of course, we kind of bring that into, into Christianity and we therefore think that being a mature Christian is having it all together about performance, about doing all the right thing, about being determined and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And Jesus says, that's not maturity. I mean, yeah. The most mature person who ever walked on this earth is Jesus. Yeah. But he had a childlike heart. Mm. You know, he says in Matthew 11, well, I think we're looking at it a bit later on. He said, you know, um, Father, I thank you that you've hidden these things from the wise and learned and you've revealed them to little children. All of the things Jesus had been talking about had been revealed to him. Yeah. So he obviously had a childlike heart, yeah. uh, but yet he was the most mature person who ever walked on, on this earth. Yeah. So what we've got to kind of do is in this turning, it's, it's, it's letting go of everything that we consider to be traditional Christian maturity. Yeah. Um, because most of it, most of what we think is Christian maturity is based on works, it's based on performance, it's based on our own effort. And sadly, we, we adopt the ways of the world. And, you know, in the world, to be successful, maybe even mature, you push other people down. Hmm. And that's kind of what we do. And so Jesus says, no, 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 you know, you, you've got one idea, but you've got to have a completely different idea. Yeah. You've got to have a completely different viewpoint, a completely different understanding. And 
I guess you know the, everything I've just said is 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 an intellectual understanding. And Jesus says, you've got to turn and have a childlike understanding. And, yeah. you know, those of us who, who've got kids around us or grandkids around us, it's all about their heart, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's the intellectual understanding and ability that kind of comes later. And, <laughs> but little kids, it's just like, it's just their heart. I mean, I love it when our grandkids come, they get out of the car, they've been stuck in their car for three hours. They don't moan. Then sometimes it's five hours. You know, if the M25 around London's bad, and they take forever to get here. They're tired. They're hungry, and you know, when they get out of the car, it's it's none of that. It's just they run into our arms, and what matters is just I've got Mama and Punka. <laughs> you see, that that's just the simplicity of it. So the turning, you know, we. We read these words, you know, unless you turn. And I, I think sometimes we miss how radical it is, say, eh, Barry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. When you think about even the tree of life versus the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? There is this, the kind of the humanity's first couple, you have this tension, right? Basically, yeah. God was just saying, you know, trust me just to buy, you don't even know you're naked. I mean, you know, little kids, you know, yeah. when they, little, especially when they have their diapers and they just throw their diapers off and they just start running around the house, they're not even yeah. aware <laughs> of any kind of self-consciousness. And yeah. that's where how Adam and Eve were until they, they like to me another way to talk about the two trees is uh if to call them dependence versus independence you know and i think this exactly. this goes back to your point about maturity and the in you know and i understand the world system of maturity we you know we go through school we get jobs we leave mm -hmm. the house we get our own uh, 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 apartments we get married all those things are part of the kind of the natural order of things. But the kingdom maturity is different than that. When Jesus yeah. said in, in John 5, 19 and 20, the son can do nothing of himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing. For the father loves the son and shows him all that he does. Mm -hmm. And and as, as you mentioned earlier, that if Jesus is the mature son of God, if he is the ultimate expression yeah. of maturity, and he lived in a life of complete dependence. And so, and again, when you look at your grandchildren or our grandchildren, it's the same thing. It's this, they, you know, when they're little and the smaller they are, the closer they are to the original design, right? As they get older, they get, we get schooled into other thinking. And, and you know, God bless, you know, every teacher. And if there's any teachers that are listening, I just bless you for mm. the, 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 the most important role that you have in these developing these little children's hearts and minds. But oftentimes in the school system, you know, little kids come into, into kindergarten or here it's junior kindergarten and, and they're just, you know, living from their heart. They're dreaming impossible dreams. They're just, you know, they sleep when they're tired. And then all of a sudden they come into structure and all of a sudden you know gradually they're taught not to learn to live from their heart as much but from their head from their intellect from their reason and i think this is part of the tension why jesus whenever he wanted to make a point about a child like heart he said bring a little child to me uh, a toddler yes. A baby, and if and just if I can, Mark, just to to go to your point, and hopefully this will work. Uh, just going to the um, yeah, that's the that's the one there. What you referred to um, about 
kingdom revelation coming. And this is, uh, in the NIV says, at that time, Matthew eleven twenty five to 26, says, at that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and revealed them mm-hmm. to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. The Greek word mm-hmm. there for little children, you know, is untaught, unskilled, wordless infants. So Jesus isn't even talking about a three-year-old. He's talking about a baby who has not yet been able to actually speak. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember hearing some uh, a Christian statesman one time, and he said, it's amazing how we can spend our entire life trying to be wise and learned when Jesus himself yes. said that the Father hides the kingdom from the wise and the learned. But he did, it's his great delight to reveal these things to little children. Yeah. Maybe if we can just go back to the Matthew 18 passage, I'd like to just read that from the um, the Passion Translation. Okay. Because um, the, the Passion says this, Jesus called a little one to his side and said to them, learn this well, unless you dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable and learn about heaven's kingdom realm with the wide-eyed wonder of a child, you will never be able to enter it mm. you know whoever continually continually humbles himself to become like this gentle child is the greatest one in the kingdom and i just like that you know it's that teachable the teachability of a child you know mm. um which kind of has a lot of implications in it in, in in its own right really because it's it's i was thinking about this today before i read the um the passion translation i was thinking about it and it's like when you turn and start doing something differently it's it's kind of like you've got to learn how to do that mm. um you know we we know someone who's just recently had um a, a bit of a stroke um youngish guy and um he's got to learn to walk again mm. <laughs> and you know fortunately he's, he's doing really well i mean he went up a flight of stairs yesterday which is absolutely wonderful and was walking sideways and so on but it's like he's got to, he's got to learn how to do something in kind of a different way mm. to what he what he'd done before and i think there's that sort of sense whenever we turn as we've been talking about and we start to walk in a different way we kind of need some instruction you need some help Mm. you know you don't you don't open the front door and push your kids out and say you're on your own you know Mm. go to the supermarket you know you don't send a five-year-old to the supermarket on on their own you, you take them by the hand and you walk down the street and you explain about the traffic and you explain about pressing the button and waiting for the green man and then crossing the road. And, you know, you, in theory, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, you, I do that with the grandkids. I, I wouldn't do that with my son. You know, he's nearly 30. You know, we kind of done that a long time ago. But you take a child and you explain life to them. And I was I was thinking about this today, and it's like, you know, here's Jesus and he's encouraging us to turn. And it's a radical, it's a radical turning around, it's a radical transformation, it's going in completely a different way. And it's like it's it's walking a different path, but we need help. 
Mm. We need help. And just as a father or a mother comes alongside a little kid and says, hey, this is this is how we do it, you know, yeah. you, you wouldn't, you know, we, we live, Barry knows where we live, you know, we live on a quiet street. It's not busy, not a lot of traffic, but we still wouldn't let the kids, you know, out the front door, go and go to the shops on your own, you know, because a couple of hundred meters, they get to a busy road. So we would be there, we would explain them, we would show them, we would teach them. Mm. And I, I kind of feel it's a little bit like that with, with the father, that he's not expecting us to do this on our own. Mm. He's just saying like, when you, when you turn and you start to go this other direction, I'm gonna be with you. Mm. you know, I'm gonna walk with you. And that's what Jesus says in, in Matthew 11, you know, come to me. You know, and I'll show you that the, I think the message has come to me. I'll show you how to take a real rest. You know, it's yeah. like he said, and it's like the father says, yeah, if you're prepared to come as a child and to have this radical turnaround in your life, then you can trust me mm. that I will be there to show you how to do it. Yeah. You know, I'm not kicking you out the front door on your own and saying, hey, guys, you're on your own. I'm yeah. going to be there. Yeah. And that's such a security for us. We've got a Father who's with us. We've got the Holy Spirit who's with us. We've got Jesus who's with us to show us mm. how we can walk this new pathway. Yeah. And that is so comforting and so reassuring. Mm. Well, and I think what you're saying is, is, is fantastic. It, like, you know, it, it just when I think about it, and, and that ties in with the humility as well. Yeah. Right, because little kids, they know they need help. They're mm -hmm. open-hearted. They trust their parents, you know, and and so then it, it's like this beautiful blank slate that their their mm -hmm. their parents can and grandparents, right, uh, <laughs> can can speak into, and in mm -hmm. and of course, you know, you know that's providing that it's a loving home and it's you know the parents mm -hmm. were loved. And of course, we know that's not always the case. But the design that God has, has is like he said, is I will show you, I will lead you, trust me, you know, just mm -hmm. follow me. You know, uh, Ephesians 5, one says, imitate God as dearly loved children. Mm -hmm. I just think of that for a second, imitate God. So what does that mean? It means the father himself is walking mm -hmm. alongside of us, teaching us, and he's, and it's and like, and, and Rhea mentioned a little a little earlier in one of the comments, she said that, you know, often we have to unlearn things. You know, it's not about mm. just learning things. It's unlearning because, again, it, the yeah. ways of the world are not the ways of the kingdom. And the more that we are able to, uh, and I think that childlike humility, and I think we're going to talk about that as well, right? But this, like, like having, um, Jesus said, unless you humble yourself like this little child, mm. right? It's not like... It's not like um, your self-hatred or worm theology or, you know, we're, mm -hmm. we're trying to beat ourselves up. No, it's actually just coming into a place of knowing who we are, whose yeah. we are, who we belong to, that we, our dad is the biggest dad in the universe, you know, and, you know, I don't know what it happened. You guys were probably a lot more gentle in the UK <laughs> than us growing up in Canada. But I can remember when I would, uh, you know, get into a little bit of a... Uh, uh, a disagreement, let me call it that, with a little kid, and then you start yelling at each other, and, say, and then one would say, my daddy's going to beat your daddy up, or my daddy's bigger than your daddy. <laughs> you know, when we begin to come into this revelation that Almighty God is our dad, 
And we really have that, you know, not that he's going to beat up anybody else because he got it. <laughs> he is our dad. But it just, it's, I believe that there's this, you know, like when Jesus said, well, if you speak to this mountain and it'll mm. just be cast into the sea, I, uh, the adult says, mm, how's that going to work? And do I have enough yeah. faith? And how was my devotions this morning? But a little mm-hmm. child hears words like that and they just go, hooray. Childlike innocence. Childlike yeah. faith, right? And I believe that's mm. all part of that embracing the beautiful humility of a little child. Yeah. You, you said a moment ago, Barry, that um, we have to learn a different way. We have to learn new things, learn a different way. But you also said, and we have to unlearn some stuff. Mm. And I think probably the unlearning of stuff is often harder mm. than the learning of stuff. Don't, would you yeah. agree? Absolutely. Absolutely, because yeah, stuff becomes so set in our, our ways, doesn't it? Yeah, and I, and, you know, I know I've mentioned before, but you know, I, you know, I'll try to say it in as condensed uh, a time as possible. But the Dr. George Land, who who created this creativity test, and and for NASA, and then when he he wanted to find out the source of creativity, and then when he he tested eighteen hundred five year olds, he found out that they were in the ninety eight percentile of creative geniuses, mm-hmm. all of them. And then by the time they tested them again, every five years until they were teenagers, it dropped to to 16%. And then by the time they got to adults, it it dropped to 2%. And his only uh, solution or only conclusion after going through this was that little children don't learn creativity. They unlearn it. And I think think so much of that, you know, little children are born with trusting hearts. You know, we've never Mm. had to take a baby to love school. There's something intuitively mm-hmm. in the heart of every born a newborn child to trust, yeah. and it's it's so they don't learn uh, how to trust because they've been born with it. Mm-hmm. But the the wounding of life and the brokenness causes us to learn to mistrust, and yeah. I believe this is all part of the package of the father saying, "Oh, you know, let, let's get a reboot, let's get a restart, let's get you know, let's go in the opposite direction and let me parent you, reparent you in the ways." That you know, he wants to speak love, and you know, the and 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 so many of us, you know, I grew up when you know, got, my dad loved me the best he could, but you know, he was a little harsh sometimes, and you know, I believe the father wants to come and redo, he reparent us, yeah, and uh, and yeah. take us back to that beautiful blank canvas where he can speak love and encouragement and destiny and all the things that he designed us to experience, and then you know, him being a father to us. Like you're saying, it's just having that beautiful open heart to receive it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jesus is is quite radical with what he says. And I think the, um, you know, I, I think the disciples probably found it quite hard. Hmm. You know, he said, to, you've got to, you've got to turn around and you've got to humble yourself. And, you know, maybe... For, you know, Peter, he's a fisherman. He's one of the boys. He's one of the lads. You know, he's mm. not. You know, to be told to become childlike when he's a yeah. he's a he's a working man. Yeah, it probably was a bit of an offensive, a bit of a challenge. And you know, Jesus throws this out, and he he mentions it so many times. And it's like, you know, it can be offensive. And I think yeah. you know, quite often a lot of people are offended by this. But yet Jesus says this is the key. 
Yeah. You know, we're talking about entering the kingdom. What does that mean? It means coming as a child. And then you go through this doorway, the whole new thing opens up to you. But before you can get to that, you've, you've got to go through this conversion, this turning, and you've got to humble yourself. And I think, yeah, you know, the humility, humbling is, is something we're not particularly good at. Mm. I think particularly men find it harder, you know, because something in us is we've got to be We've got to be together. We've we've got to have it. We've got to have our act together. We've we've got to have ability. We've got to have strength. We've got to have determination. Mm-hmm. And you know, things will only happen if I make them happen. Yeah. And yet, Jesus says, "You've got to be humble." And yeah. what's humility? You know, well, like I said in my blog, it's not being self-deprecating. Yeah, it's not pulling yourself down. You know, as Barry said, you know, the worm theology. You know. Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. I think I'll go and eat worms. You know, it's not that. It's not. That's not humility. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, humility is actually seeing ourselves mm. as God's. You know, seeing ourselves as we really are in our weakness, yeah. in our vulnerability. You know, Paul talks so much in First and Second Corinthians about weakness. You know, mm. he, he takes the weak to shame the strong. He takes the wise. It takes the foolish to shame the wise. He takes those that are not to shame those that are, you know, and it's like, that's the picture of humility. And we see it in mm-hmm. Philippians chapter two, Jesus says, you know, uh, Paul writes about Jesus, you know, he humbled himself. Yeah. And uh, beca- he took the form. It didn't say he became a servant. It says he took the form of a servant, mm. you know, as a son, he served because yeah. he was so secure in his identity. And I think when we're talking about um, humility, it humility is, I kind of think it's, when we are secure in our identity, like Jesus, Jesus was totally secure in his identity. He knew he was a son, right? He, he knew he was a son of God. And he, whatever anyone threw at him, he knew that he knew that he knew. And we read in John, I think it's John chapter 13, at the beginning of that last meal together, um, it, it, the disciples come to the door, Jesus lets them in, and they see him standing there wrapped with a towel around his, his waist. And it says, I think in John 13, you know, Jesus knew who he was. He knew where he'd come from, and he knew where he was going. And so he wrapped a towel around his waist, and he... Mm wash the disciples feet right you know that's the picture of humility but humility i think true humility comes out of a real sense of us being secure mm-hmm. in our identity as sons as daughters because if we're not secure in our identity then we're always trying to push ourselves forward and that smacks of pride and independence mm. but when we are totally totally secure in our identity you know we know where we've come from we know where we're going yeah we can be like jesus you know taking the form of a servant yeah humbling ourselves that's that's i think how you know jesus says you know if, if you want to be great in the kingdom you've got to turn around you've got to mm. humble yourselves it can sound threatening and it can sound 
you know, offensive, but actually it's, it's opening the door and saying, this is what it looks like when you live as sons and daughters, Yeah, because you become so secure in who you are. Hmm. Yeah, it's so freeing. Really, it is absolutely, absolutely freeing to do absolutely. that. Like, I mean, for for me, you know, when you you referred to First Corinthians one, uh, starting at verse twenty six, that how God has chosen the foolish things of the world, and and the weak things, and the poor mm. of the world to to confound the opposite, right? Well, you know what that means? Yeah. I'm in. I I I. You know, it's not like I. There's not a standard that has been placed that is beyond my ability to reach. I qualify because yes. I am weak, I am poor, and I am foolish. And that is the good news of the kingdom. And so when we Absolutely. begin to understand that, I think, and it, it we actually be, we really rejoice. One of the things, you know, you were talking about humility and identity. Um, I think one of the the challenges is, is that we, we all have is that sometimes we're afraid to do things in case mm. we fail because if we fail our identity is, is is so wrapped up in productivity in in who we are then all of a sudden we're just trapped into this bubble where we feel like we can't risk you think of little kids what do they have to do to walk like if they mm -hmm. tried to walk for the first time and they fell uh, and they never walked again because oh, I can't do that. They God has just gifted the, each little one, every toddler on planet Earth, with this beautiful persistence to keep on going, and and they learn new things. Mm -hmm. But their identity is not based like, oh, I'm a failure because I can't walk. They just keep it up. And I think there is something in, in the heart of God that that is so freeing for us. Like to to me at least, like when I feel. Uh, you know, I have this saying, I, I, I wrote it in my book that I wrote a few years ago, that when I try to run with the big boys, I get in trouble, <laughs> right? When I try to measure myself, when I try to compare mm -hmm. myself with, with people who are amazing and, you know, I, I respect them and honor them, but if I try to be them, you know, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, it's a pursuit of uh, like that something that I could never get to. And then, you, you know, you're, you just get self-conscious. But when I when I know I'm little, when I know that I have nothing to prove, when I know my Abba is the you know he my dad is Almighty God, yeah. it it absolutely just the world becomes open to you in a in a beautiful simple way. But it's through that mm. humility, and of course, I think what you yeah. said with with Jesus uh, before he humbled himself and he he washed his disciples' feet, having known he came from the Father and he was returning to the Father. I mm. mean, that was the essence that it caused him to seek the lowest seat that no other yeah. servant wanted to do and wash, wash his friend's feet. Yeah. Yeah, you can see how radical this is, can't you? You can see how, how it has the potential to offend. Yeah. And, you know, it's... Jesus didn't pull his punches. You know, he said it as it was. He said it as he saw it. And obviously he saw it perfectly, but he, he said it. But he also said it. And when he said it, he would have been looking at those disciples with the eyes of love. Yeah. You know, they've, there was, I, I, there's one other passage, you know, the disciples are arguing, maybe, you know, I think it's this one, you know, maybe there's so many of them about coming and having a little kid, having a child, but they were arguing about who's the greatest. And, um, you know, they're having this big bust up and they want Jesus to give them a nice, cool answer. Yeah, hey, Peter, 
you're the greatest, you're the rock, you know, (laughs) James, John, you're my cousins, you're the greatest, you know, and they're kind of looking at Jesus for this wonderful answer that's going to do their pride a whole load of good, you know, and Jesus says, you got it all wrong, guys, you've got to become like a little child. And, you know, it's on one level, it has the potential to offend, but Jesus would just have been looking at them with eyes of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we read it in Mark chapter 10, when we read the story of the rich young ruler, here's this young guy comes to Jesus, what must I do to enter the kingdom of heaven? You know, and, and Jesus says, well, I'll keep the law. You know, and he says, oh, I've done that since I was a little boy, but I'm still not satisfied. What must I do? So Jesus tells him, and that young man, that rich young ruler, he can't do it. And he goes away sad. Hmm. but it says in mark's gospel that jesus looks at him and loves him yeah you see there's no condemnation there's no judgment it's just like this is the best way guys Hmm. you know and even when jesus is kind of like bringing that correction to the disciples he would have done it with love yeah and so I ended my blog by saying, you know, the disciples were probably offended. Don't let this offend you. And it's like, for me, it's very easy to take offense. But for me, let's see the eyes of love behind it. Let's see, yeah. let's see that gaze of love upon us. Mm. Because that, that look of love, is going to motivate us to change yeah you know how did that rich young ruler in mark chapter 10 have that encounter with jesus and look into the eyes of love and still not be able to do what jesus was encouraging him to do Mm. you know i think wow you know but yet we can have that gaze of love upon us. And it's like, you know, Father, you're gazing upon us, you're loving us, you're pouring your love into our hearts. And, you know, all I want to do Mm. is respond. Yeah. You know, turning around, being humble, you know, in isolation, that can sound like hard work. Mm. You know, I'm I'm, I'm kind of happy doing what I'm doing. You know, life's going good. I, I like this, you know, humility nah i don't want that you know and Mm. it's but yet this is the wooing of love yeah saying hey guys this is there's a better way and this is it and uh, can we respond to that can we respond to that look of love that says hey this is the better way this is the best way yeah because then we can lay aside our pride and our independence Yeah, and I think even even now as we kind of wrap up, you know, I think it might be just good to to actually take a few minutes just to yeah. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put on Jesus loves me, this I know, <laughs> and, 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 and as we just, I just want to encourage you as as we just take the next few minutes, that uh, this is a song that we all are familiar with, and mm. I just remember Jack Winter. Uh, he he used to lead people in this song, yeah. and of course they would. We would start with the words, "Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so." Uh, yeah. Little ones to Him belong. We are weak, but He is strong. But then He would lead them 
in a new chorus where he'd say, Father loves me, this I know, for the Spirit tells me so. Uh, uh, Little ones to him belong, we are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Father loves me. Yes, Father loves me. So Father, we we just ask even in this moment Mm. that there would just be this beautiful turning, this beautiful, not being afraid of, of being humiliated, but just this beautiful childlike humility where we could come to you with our needs and then we could be honest and authentic. And as Jack Winter used to, he asked me this question and he's asked many people when I was in meetings with him, he'd say, can you be a little boy or a little girl that just needs to be loved? Because in the Father's eyes, that's all we are. There's little boys and little girls who just need a dad and Jesus came to bring us home. So Father, we ask even now in this beautiful Mm. simplicity. Would you just help us get in touch with the little little us who just needs to be loved? Father, you're loving each one of us right now. Mm. And you're inviting us into something greater and better. Turning is letting go of something, but it's turning into something new and something greater. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Good day, matey. Ah, man, never get it. Never gets old, eh? <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks everybody for joining us again, and uh, yeah, we'll be up, be here next week, and we're, we'll be wrapping up soon for Christmas, and then getting ready for twenty twenty four. So, Lord willing. Yeah. So we'll have our last um, webcast in two weeks' time. I think is that the thirteenth of yeah of December. December. Yeah.
So next week we're together, and then two weeks' time, I think it's just me, actually, because yes. you're away somewhere. But yeah. yeah, join us same time, same place next week. Look forward to it. And thank yeah. you, thank you guys once again for joining with us. We do so appreciate your company. Yeah, bless you. Thanks again. See you next week. Bye.